Hello, my name's Tom Walker. Welcome to this podcast, which has been produced on behalf of Visualize Training and Consultancy and features the official launch of the Seeing Beyond the Eyes initiative. My name's Daniel Williams. Um, thank you all so much for coming. It's great to have so many people here to get low vision higher on the agenda. And obviously you're all coming for your CET points as well. That's always a bonus. Um, first of all, what I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to play you a short video um, and then I'm going to sort of introduce myself. So my name is Daniel Williams. I'm the founder of Visualize Training and Consultancy and I work with organisations to empower staff to be more confident when supporting people with visual impairments in the workplace. I also make sure that people with visual impairments remain and retain in employment. Um, to make sure that they are doing their job as effectively as anybody else by working with the employer to ensure they put in the correct reasonable adjustments. Hi there, my name is Jay Sri Vasani. Um, I'm an optician. I work in high street practice. Uh, I work with my association, ABDO, which is the Association of British Dispensing Opticians, and I also am a sessional optician at the RNIB. Hi, and I'm Peter Black. I'm a past president of ABDO. And my passion is to try and encourage the optical sector to work together uh, with the sight loss sector for the benefit of patients. So what we're going to do, you've all got resource packs on your chairs as well. You've also got simulation glasses on the, on the tables. So what I want to do is just open up the simulation um, packs. Which are Tonight we are launching the C CET Roadshow Seeing Beyond the Eyes which is um, aimed at opticians and optometrists to help them to see beyond the eyes. Um, although they know a lot about the medical um, and the physiology of, of eyes, um, sometimes we, as we know um, from statistics from the RNIB, for example, that many patients are leaving clinics not knowing where to go next when so being diagnosed with an eye condition. So the idea is that we're empowering optometrists and opticians to be able to see beyond the eyes and signpost patients to the right services and the right support so that no patient leaves without a referral somewhere. And does that fit in very much with your experience, Jay? Yes, uh, working at the RNIB, it's quite interesting, some of the campaigns that they've done, uh, and I've sort of been a little bit involved with some of those. So it is a little bit shocking, actually, to think that opticians and optometrists, uh, sometimes you would think they would be the best place people to be able to help people with sight loss. But in fact, uh, I think we are lacking maybe a little bit, and we just need to step up to the mark, really. What's gone wrong with the training, Peter, in the past? I'm not sure anything's gone wrong with the training as such. I think we live in our own little boxes uh, and opticians tend to deal with people with healthy eyes. But of course, we refer people in the first place um, who have eye disease, we refer them to the hospital. And once the medical side of things has been carried out, quite often people need additional support. And I'm hoping that opticians can play their part in providing the support in the future. We have virtually like pinhole glasses here which are um, I think trying to simulate um, RP mm -hmm. and um, so mobility is going to be affected. During the course the dispensing opticians and optometrists are divided into groups where they discuss issues such as the causes and symptoms of visual impairment. The facilitator from each group then feeds back to the rest of the course. Recognising people, doing chores in and around the house, negotiating stairs, could struggle with... Where did with, you get the um, idea for this from, Dan? I, I was a patient once, um, at the age of eight, I was diagnosed with a condition called retinitis pigmentosa, and my mother was never sort of told of any services that were available to me to support me. Um, I grew up in education, going to a mainstream school, never met anyone with a visual impairment before. 
Um, and I went through a bit of, you know, grief, loss, um, and a, an emotional roller coaster, really, because I never had any support or never knew anyone that was going through a similar experience. And for me, you know, running my own company now for five years, I've sort of seen there's a, a massive gap, um, and the sight loss sector and the optical sector need to be more joined up. And I sort of took the initiative by contacting the chief exec of Pocklington, Peter Corbett, and said, you know, let's do something about this. And so here we are now. Peter, Daniel there was talking about an emotional roller coaster. Is that something you recognise from the people you see? Yes, absolutely. And, and even in my own family, there are people who are living with sight loss who haven't been able to get the help they deserve. Uh, and we know that low vision services, for example, are only commissioned in about 7% of areas in, in England. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people out there who are not getting the service they deserve and I've been very proud really to work with Dan to get the training that he's been delivering accredited um, on the scheme for opticians so that we can get our points. Thousands of people Jay aren't receiving the service they need. What needs to be done to change that? We need to basically um, step up to the mark and actually get people involved. We, the idea of the roadshow is to have it in places where there is a sight loss charity. So we form a bridge between opticians and optometrists and the actual charity, the local charities, the eye clinic liaison officer. And so if that bridge is built, it means that basically if a person does have sight impairment, we're not just referring them to, to the hospital, we're actually supporting them through that. Because at the end of the day, going to the hospital is just basically you know a stamp to say yes this is what this is the condition what about the daily living what about the everyday stuff that people need to do the seeing beyond the eyes launch is being sponsored by thomas pocklington trust and their chief executive peter corbett is with me now peter why have you got involved with this we found out kind of the hard way during our work over the last few years that what we used to call the sight loss pathway and we now call the eye health and sight loss pathway it's really important and it's really important that all of the professionals working at various places along that pathway are joined up and understand what each other does we know and understand that for you know, very good reasons um, optometrists are busy people they focus on what they're doing they're not always aware of what happens when people go further down the pathway and, and do lose their sight um, we think it's important that they do because in quite a number of cases it'll enable people to be referred more quickly and more beneficially to support services that they really need when you look at people like Daniel, who himself is visually impaired, setting up a project like this, what sort of message do you think that sends out to optometrists and just the wider community? I think Daniel's a you know is a great inspiration. His uh, his own story is a great inspiration to many people. The issues he's had to deal with and the way that he's overcome them, um, and I think he's an ideal role model for this kind of work. My name is Sue Choi, I'm an optometrist. Sue, you fed back wearing the SIM specs which simulate retinitis pigmentosa. How difficult was that and how are you finding the course? The course is great. Uh, the simulating glasses, I suppose, make you realise how debilitating the condition can be and um, we don't always realise that. What are you going to take away from the course, do you think? I think we're going to be a, a lot more aware and um, make sure that we direct people to the right um, companies that um, can help, yeah. Okay, I'm Victor, uh, I'm an optometrist, um, part-time these days, based mainly at Whips Cross Hospital. So hopefully today I can take something back to them and tell them what I've learned and give them some new angles. My name is Kin May Tui. I'm an optometrist, work at the independent practice in East London. The 
course here is very interesting and then uh, we learn a lot about how to help the people with the vision impaired people there. So this is a good discussion group. What are you going to take away? What will you learn? What I'm going to take away is how to direct the people who need to where to the right direction so that they can get the maximum help that they need. My name is Malika. I'm a dispensing optician in London. What are you getting out of the course? It's actually good to know of all the different places that you can send people to when they are when they've been diagnosed with sight loss. It's also given me a real appreciation for people who do have sight loss because like we saw a video recently and um, they were telling us that you know we they can see people with sight loss some of them quite a lot of them can see and that's going to make me a lot more aware of the people around me and you know if i'm asked you know can you tell me what time the next train is whether it's signposted or not I'll have, i would be more than happy to tell them dan this is obviously the launch tonight of, of this initiative how are you going to develop it Initially, we've got 30 um, sessions around the UK and in, in, we're holding them in local sight loss organisations around the UK. Development phase two, we're hoping to deliver the training to ophthalmologists as well to help them to see beyond the eyes as well as. And then more widely, we want to sort of go a, a, across the medical profession. So going to GPs, neuro, neurologists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's how we see the, the whole um, ambition. Key messages from today, if you can just remember to um, refract, review, and refer. That's really what I want you to take away from today. Please don't let any patient with low vision go out of your clinic without making a referral to a sight loss organisation, an ECLO, or any other type of organisation that can support them. Um, so I hope you've all enjoyed it, and thank you very much for coming. Thank you.